This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Just got back from a long travel to Ohio, right around Cleveland. A friend of mine, he moved out there, did a little destination wedding, which it's always important to remember when it comes to destination weddings. You are choosing venue or location, whatever which way you want to look at it, over company. You are choosing that over guests. So when that does happen, uh, it is perfectly understandable that uh, broke-ass pizza delivery guy friends of yours are not going to shell out two grand to come see you get married as much as we would have loved to been there. But he did a uh, reception back at home, back in the States, back in his home of Ohio. Um, I'm not even exactly sure what town he lives in. Matter of fact, I'm not even exactly sure what town I traveled to. I just know that it was Ohio. Right before we left for Ohio, I was actually reading a news story, pretty, uh, Horrifying news story about a uh, rape of a 10-year-old girl. Um, Horrible. Fucking disgusting. And she somehow ended up getting pregnant. I mean, I guess, you know, it's not somehow. You get how bad this is. It's a horrible story. And uh, because of the... um, trigger laws that came out after Roe v. Wade. Uh, There is no longer uh, any exceptions for uh, abortion after six weeks in the state of Ohio. And she was over six weeks pregnant at the time when they figured it out. So they had to take this poor little girl to a different state to get uh, her abortion done. From the rape. Uh, Yeah, horrible, horrible story. And now, I I don't know, what's this guy, Jim Jordan? He was, like, questioning the story, saying it was fake news, saying it was, uh, like, liberal propaganda, because they just, no, it's not true. I mean, it's amazing how little research people do before they just immediately dismiss things that don't... uh, jive with the narrative in their mind so yeah i mean they so on top of this poor kid getting fucking raped by i believe it was like the the mother's boyfriend or something um yeah you know there's i mean the amount of trauma and horrific shit this poor kid had to endure and then to only hear that the congressman that represents, you know, the uh, area in which you live then comes out and goes, nah, she's full of shit. It's all a lie. That's not a, you know, that's got to not be a warm, fuzzy feeling. And that's what I read before I got in a car to go to Ohio. 
So I was like, great, I'm happy to be heading to this land of uh, forward thinking and uh, reasonable people. <laughs> no. So, yeah, you know, uh, it's different, you know, I mean, it's I don't get out of this state that often. I don't get to travel as much as I'd like to. I basically I mean, I get to travel. I just travel the same like six town radius over and over and over and over again. And that, you know is all I'm used to doing. I'm not used to getting onto uh, the highway and driving 500 miles in one direction. So this is my road trip for the summer. I got to go to uh, a rural, uh, backwards-thinking state. But, you know, I did it for my boy. I did it for my good friend and his wife and I'm very happy for the two of them great people salt of the earth um you know I just a couple observations I've noticed about they you know it's not all bad in Ohio like we uh we got into the we got into the state and we stopped at a rest stop get some gas and you know, use the bathroom type of thing. And uh, we ended up walking inside the place and they had uh, slot machines inside of the gas station. So naturally, you know, I mean, hey, it's called total degenerate, right? So might as well, you know, I go, yo, dude, I turn to my buddy Will and I'm like 20 each. So we threw 20 bucks each. We ended up winning some money. We doubled up. Doubled it up and make a stack. So, I mean, thankfully we didn't stay there long. I, you know, recognized our uh, situation that we probably needed to get the fuck out of there. Because I I would have spent the rest of the trip at a slot machine at a gas station if if I was left to my own devices. I can't be trusted to not (laughs) want to gamble. For an extended period of time. Especially, I mean, hey, gas station, they got beers. I could get cozy there. They had food. They had a Cinnabon. That's one of the cool things about Ohio and even Pennsylvania, for that matter. Because you spend, when you drive to Ohio, you have to drive through the entire state of Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania's a long one. I don't know if you've ever done it. For those who have or haven't. Uh, yeah, it's long. It's not uh, a quick ride. You can get in and out of Jersey. A lot of people complain about how New Jersey's like a dump. And it is. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's America's cesspool. But, I mean, you can get in and out of Jersey. It's pretty quick, you know? Even if you got to go downstate... When you're heading south, like, it's not that crazy long. You can be in and out of Jersey within a few hours, regardless of what part you're uh, headed towards. But Pennsylvania, buckle up, baby. You're there. You ain't getting out quick. And they got um, they got Amish people and uh, Mennonites. I'm trying to figure out the difference. 
between the Amish and the Mennonites. I thought that the Amish were like the more gun-ho. I thought they were the ones that are a little more strict. And, you know, they were horse and buggy and they don't, you know, use any technology and they're just churning their own butter and living off the fat of the land. And I thought the Mennonites were like, we like the style of dress and a little bit of that life, but we still want like an iPhone and be able to go eat at Subway. So I don't know if these guys were Amish or Mennonites, um, but they were uh, they were eating at Subway at the old, I mean, at the old uh, gas station there. It like I said, I mean, their rest stops are quite the you know it's like a, a full on attraction, and I guess it has to be because that's what their days are like when they go out for the day. It's like what are we doing today? We're going to go hit the rest stop. We'll get some Subway. We're, uh, we can even gamble a little bit. Uh, there's a Cinnabon. It's a whole day. They make the whole day out of it. It's a whole family experience. There's no, you know, I mean, here in New York, there's like, you know, things to do. You know, there's things, uh, exciting places to be. Whether it's on Long Island or even in the city, I mean, especially summertime, Long Island, there's always a carnival going on somewhere where, you know, a kid could go ride a rusty fucking Gravitron thing and potentially lose an eye. There's always one of those going on on Long Island, but out there, that's that's their attraction is to go to the uh, stop and go, quick check, Thing, whatever you want to call it I think I mean what was the one I, I wanted it had a funny name I think it was like go check or check go or I, I don't know doesn't matter once you go inside it's like all the amenities you could hope for a Cinnabon and a subway and a slot machine parlor and reasonably priced cigarettes I guess I mean that's what these people have to look forward to. And for them, because of where they live and how much they're used to just staring at flies, eating horse shit, this was an exciting experience to them. This this really, you know, like they leave there, especially those Amish people, those kids are overstimulated now. You know what I mean? They're, they see the bright lights of Subway and they don't know what to do with themselves. They get a, you know, a Subway club with, you know, some banana peppers on it and their taste buds are completely overwhelmed. They're they're having this, you know, mouth orgasm that they never thought they would have because they tried the Italian herbs and cheese footlong at a Subway and then finished it off with a Cinnabon with the creamy jizz icing. That's yes, that's what it is. It's creamy jizz icing, and guess what? Every one of you probably still loves it from Cinnabon. I had to resist my urge to get involved with the Cinnabon. I don't need a fifty-five hundred calorie Cinnabon while I'm on my way to a wedding reception, where I know I'm gonna try to drink as many light domestics as humanly possible. So 
I resisted my urge, but, you know, I'm also, like I said, from New York where I've seen, you know, interesting things before. These people have not. This is (laughs) the end-all, be-all. So that was interesting to see up close and personal. Um, Yeah, we stayed at an Airbnb on a farm. There was... Uh, tur- I mean, they had turkeys, they had ducks, they had roosters, couple of horses, electric f- electrified fence fences, which I started thinking about how I wanted to throw my empty beer cans at the electrified fence and see if it like and like you know shot it up into the air. But it was uh, definitely a massive cultural difference, you know. It's One of those things that you got to recognize when you're looking at the entire country is that what I experienced in Ohio and Pennsylvania on this road trip is a lot of what the majority of this country um, does experience, you know, and it makes and it's it's understandable. It's just the way it is, you know, it's not. You know, it's not like the coasts, you know, it's not like the the big cities of, you know, uh, the east and the west coasts where we have the oceans and we have uh, big metropolises full of everything. And you can literally get whatever you need with within like a two block walk, like even right now from my apartment here on Long Island, I am about a two block walk away from a you know a, a rest you know not a rest stop but a a gas station a full service gas station with like a, a basically a 7-eleven inside of it and you know everything you know what I mean like I don't have to go far and I'm I can get what basically for the most part whatever I need uh, if I have to go a little further to get to an actual supermarket it's what a five minute drive Nothing in Ohio is closer than uh, 40 minutes away. Like from our Airbnb to the uh, venue for the reception was 40 minutes away. From the reception to downtown Cleveland, where we went drinking and gambling after, uh, that was 40 minutes away. Then from there back to our Airbnb was also 40 minutes away. There's no such thing as uh, a 10-minute car ride when you're in Ohio. Everything's far away. But they don't see it as far away. They, to them, it's quick. And it kind of is because you're on all these back roads and you don't deal with traffic. An occasional horse and buggy, sure, but you can get around those fuckers. They don't care. You could kind of be rude to the Amish and they're still going to be nice. That's that's an interesting thing. You know, I mean, I personally wasn't. I don't see a need to just be rude to a guy who's living in the 1800s. I mean, I think it's rough enough. I think he's got it hard enough that you don't need to um, pile it on. You know, I mean, it'd be nice if you could somehow convince him that like, hey, indoor plumbing and elect uh, you know electricity and have you ever f- experienced air conditioning i bet we could get we could break the amish if we just 
gave them a night in air conditioning where we, you know what I mean? You kidnap a couple of Amish people in the middle of the summertime when they're out like plowing a field, sweating their balls off. You kidnap them and you drive them to a, uh, central air, you know, some, some place with like central air, like a, a hotel or whatever. And you just put them in this room and you go, aren't you comfortable now? And once they figure out why they're comfortable, it'd be like, yeah, don't you want to, you could live every day like this. You could live every day with the glory that is recirculated air. Is that enough to get you to really, you know, forget your religious beliefs? Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. I would, for me, absolutely. I, I mean, my religious beliefs now are air conditioning. I pray to the inventor of the air conditioner. Willis Carrier. Willis Carrier in 1902, he invented the, the first modern day air conditioning system. However, there is a little bit of other information that needs to be shared. Uh, Frederick Jones, an African-American man, invented the first portable air conditioning unit. So either way, I'd say the both of those guys, um, high praise, great Americans. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. They, they are who I would uh, worship much more than uh, the invisible man in the sky. <laughs> but hey, what are you going to do? So yeah, Ohio, it's, uh, it's a different experience. It's a different pace of living. You know, I mean, even one thing I will give the Ohio people for sure is they are so much more polite. Like we walked into this bar and, you know, the bar had a city vibe to it. You know, it had a very city vibe. Um, it was pretty crowded in there. It was busy, uh, you know, loud music. They had like three bartenders going, um, you know, and, you know, you're kind of bumping into people, pushing your way through. And uh, a few of the people, you know, every time, you know, you bump into somebody, I'm like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Now, in New York City... I've had this same exact experience, crowded bar, bumping into people. And, you know, that's when you get the like, you know, oh, I'm sorry. And you get the, watch where you're fucking going. You got one of those. But, you know, in uh, Ohio, everybody's super polite. Like, I bumped into a guy with his back turned to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Like, they are just super polite, very, very nice. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different speed of living. A lot of homeless people, though. I did see a decent amount of homeless people, and that was kind of a bummer. And, you know, talking about it a little bit, like I was asking uh, the one guy who came to the wedding uh, who's, friends with my buddy he was uh he's familiar because he lives in downtown Cleveland so he's kind of more the city type of guy than he is the rural part of Ohio but he was explaining to me that like 
you don't want to take the public transportation in, in Cleveland. Like, they have trains, they have subways, but you don't want to take that shit. There's no security. Uh, people get robbed. People get raped. People get beat up. No good. So, uh, yeah, you do want to take, you do want to rely on the Ubers more than the public uh, transportation. Otherwise, uh, a crew of uh, starving homeless people may pummel the shit out of you and steal your wallet. So that doesn't sound great, but you know, every place is, every place has its perks and its downfalls. The, uh, average citizen is very polite in Cleveland, but, uh, occasionally you may run into a desperately starving, angry, violent, homeless man who is carrying a shank and is willing to stab you for the $20 that's in his, that's in your wallet. There's a trade-off. That's all. That's all. There's there's a trade-off. It's the podcast sensation that is taking the nation by storm. That is, of course, a total degenerate podcast. Uh, Critics are raving about it. Uh, Everybody is truly amazed by the greatness that is a total degenerate podcast. Uh, Everybody at the water cooler is talking about it, you know, at the office. So what gives? Why aren't you subscribed yet? Why haven't you rated? Why haven't you reviewed? Why haven't you told every person you know? Why haven't you screened it from the top of a building, a rooftop, you know, a mountain? Uh, Why hasn't someone climbed a mountain and put a total degenerate flag with me in that stupid pizza costume on it and spiked it into the fucking peak of the mountain? Why hasn't that happened yet? I don't know. It should. But get the fuck, get on it. What are you doing with your life? Do, get better. Be better. Isn't that what everybody loves to say nowadays? Be better. Be a better person. Well, I'm going to make you a better person. Listen to this podcast. And if you're listening right now, I appreciate it. But you need to do better as well. You got to get out there. You got to hit the pavement and tell everybody you know. Don't let them listen to these other bullshit podcasts. This is the podcast you need to be listening to. You need to be following us on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. From my trip to Ohio, I saw turkeys fight. I posted that on my on the the po- you know the thing. Don't you want to see a one minute video of me commentating a turkey fight? Those guys, I mean, hey, everybody thinks turkeys are just a nice, delicious bird we eat around Thanksgiving. Well, they're also vicious and they they beat the fucking shit out of each other. They're really ugly, too. I'm not going to lie to you. They are ugly, ugly birds. And they kind of look like raptors. They look a little bit like velociraptors. Um, so, yeah. Get on board. Tell everybody you know. Don't waste another moment of your life not listening to this podcast. Uh, yes. And to everybody, again, who's already done such things. I appreciate it. So subscribe, rate, and review a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. Let's blow this motherfucker up. Thank you. I got to say, too, that there is um, there's a lack of uh, 
creative hustles going on in uh in Cleveland. They don't know how to, you know, in New York, there's plenty of, you know, good scammers, guys that know how to get into your pocket, people that know how to fucking rob you and make and do it with a smile on their face. They know how to to make you feel good about yourself and steal your money. You know, uh in Ohio, they don't have that. They don't have that creative articulation that uh, New Yorkers tend to have. You know, um, we were uh, we went to this casino, and I mean, for one, right out the gate, the thing, the the biggest thing I noticed about this casino that was problematic: very narrow, not a lot of space. A complete lack of space, if you ask me. Like, you're just kind of crammed in to this, like, it's almost like a hallway. It's like one long hallway with games and tables and stuff. And then you go up an escalator and there's another long hallway with a bar and tables and games and stuff. They need to expand it out because you can't fucking breathe inside this place you you got people on top of you at, at every turn there's no comfort of having a little bit of personal space you are just crammed in there so um yeah that that definitely needs to be uh rectified as far as their casino goes and as we were leaving the casino it is a little more difficult than it would be in New York to get a uh, taxi or an Uber, Lyft or whatever to get home. So we were outside of waiting for you know to get a Uber to uh, pick us up, and you know we're we're looking up the prices and it's about it's going to cost us about sixty bucks, right? Sixty bucks to take an, an Uber home which in the scheme of things is is nothing, right? We're like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck it. That's fine. I can deal with that. But we then, uh, you know, we're sitting there, we're waiting, we're waiting. And there's a lady and she's got her cab pulled up and she waves us over. She's like, you guys trying to get a ride home? Where are you going? So we tell her, you know, we give her the deets. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell you something right now. No way any Uber driver around here is going to drive you all that way for $62 or whatever it was. Like, well, that's what Uber's telling us the price would be. And she's like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I know I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that ride for, for anything less than $400. So I'll cut you a deal. I'll do it for 380 because I'm a nice lady. If you give me $380 right now, I'll drive you the 40 minutes back to your Airbnb. So um, we laughed in her face quite a lot, actually. We, we laughed in her face. And proceeded to just stand there and wait for our Ubers, which all, by the way, came. Because, uh, yeah, you know, a couple, everybody's going a different directions. So we all kind of just hung out and waited for our rides. And, boy, they all showed up. 
They all showed up and we kind of just rubbed it into her face. Like, what the fuck were you thinking in your in your mind that it's a $60 Uber ride and you thought you were going to squeeze us? You thought you were going to milk us for an extra fucking 320 bucks, you psycho? You have no ability to to rob people. You're not good at it. Like, this is not something, you know, I mean, it's it's not something that's taught. It's not something that is uh, indoctrinated into the youth like here in New York where most of us are criminals. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to get a little better. You got to get a little more savvy. You're dealing with people who are not, you know, maybe not criminals ourselves, but we've been around criminals. We've seen what it's like to, you know, to get hoodwinked, uh, you know, three card Monty on the streets of New York city. Um, you know, it's, it's a different way of life. So, you know, she, she thought she was dealing with some fucking amateurs and we're not amateurs. We're professionals. And it was kind of fun. Like she just had like a look on her face when we were getting into the fucking Uber and we kind of just like turned back, waved, smiled at her. And she just kind of like grunted with like, God damn it. They got me. She knew it. She knew she got fucking put in her place by a couple of savvy New Yorkers. Because we're from New York. That's why. And uh, I mean, I think New York pride's obnoxious and stupid too. But I'm just saying, we are a little more aware of the... um scamming criminal element that exists in the world. I mean, technically speaking, we agreed to it. It wouldn't have been a crime on our end. I I get that. I'm just saying scammers in all shapes and form exist in New York. You deal with it every day. There's, there's guys out there, you know, panhandling who drive home in a Mercedes, you know, I mean, that is a thing in New York. And I don't think that's the thing in Cleveland. I think she's thinking that we're, country bumpkins that are a little you know just happy to be at a casino for like the first time in our lives and it's like no we've been to casinos before we go to dirty atlantic city and you know avoid stepping on hypodermic needles and just head in and gamble our money away down there we know it we've we've dealt with it so it's you know it was a it was a fun way to end the trip uh to end the night letting this bitch know that she wasn't getting a penny out of us thank you very much we lost our money inside at a roulette table that's how new yorkers do it if i'm gonna lose a couple hundred bucks i'm losing it rolling the dice at a craps table not fucking letting some lady convince me that a 40 minute ride should cost me four hundred dollars out of your fucking mind but unfortunately i gotta cut this week a little short i am against the clock here uh i have you know had a long weekend i slept like a baby last night which was beautiful but now i gotta go do the job again i gotta go back to work and nobody wants to go back to work it's the worst feeling knowing you gotta go back to work after you just did like a fucking 16 hour round trip road trip 
but I got to do several road trips all around my local area. I'm back here on the island, going to have a normal week of work. We'll have a normal week of setup for the podcast. Um, I got to figure out, I want to do something live. I want to try to, you know, maybe see if that can help juice this bitch up a little bit. Who knows? Probably not. But, you know, you got to try. You got to try. So we'll see. Um, Now the phone's going off something about Fauci. Whatever. Who cares? I don't care. Is Fauci retiring? Is that what? Yo, yeah, that's that's what it says. So who gives a shit? You know, I mean, who really cares about Anthony Fauci's retirement um, plans? I'm sure he's going to write a book. If he, matter if didn't he write a book already? Who knows? Why do? Why am I still talking? I got to get moving. I got to go talk to the Pepsi guy. Important stuff, you know. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs>